TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The great Adam Turner from Right Angle Sports. We are down to the divisional round in the NFL playoffs, so it's getting tougher. It's getting tighter. He's had a very busy morning. He joins us now. Adam, what's going on, man? Good to be back with you guys for another week. Seven more games to go, so we're nearing the end. Hopefully a good couple of games ahead this weekend. Absolutely. So busy uh, morning at Right Angle Sports as Baltimore minus nine was the first, maybe only, release of the week. This, of course, comes against the uh, surging Texans and the rookie sensation C.J. Stroud. Um Give us the uh, the thinking behind why you felt the Ravens are the side in this game. You're saying Ravens with reluctance there, like it was a surprise. Did it catch you off guard? A little bit, a little bit, because, you know, you had been saying that you felt like Houston money was going to come in. So I was just a little, I'm not saying I disagreed. I just thought it, you know, I, I, I don't know if I expected the side to be Baltimore here. I honestly, if you would have posed the question to me back on Sunday evening before we got the lines, I guess it was Saturday evening. I, I wouldn't have expected us to be on Baltimore either, but it kind of reflects where we're seeing nine, nine and a half. I was expecting this to be north of 10. So that really uh, drove a lot of the surprise and allowed us to be on Baltimore. The big thing for me here and really the main reason why this side is so appealing is because of Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. He's been referred to as one of the best DCs in the NFL all season. This will be round three for him against CJ Stroud, which is more than any other defensive coordinator has faced Stroud. And there's a bit of an unusual circumstance, especially in a season with two teams that are not in the same division. So, Where did the first two come from? Well, in the week one game, he absolutely shut down Stroud and this Houston offense. But also back in college, when he was the D.C. at Michigan, shut down C.J. Stroud at Ohio State as well and held him and the team to their lowest offensive output of that entire season. But where this gets a little bit more interesting, because I think you can maybe fairly poke holes in both of those games, you have to remember Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for the 49ers. Our offensive coordinator for the Texans comes from the 49ers, and it's that Shanahan scheme. Same thing with Mike McDaniel in Miami. And who have the Baltimore Ravens had massive games against in the last few weeks? San Francisco and Miami. So not only is there familiarity for McDonald with Stroud as a quarterback, but also a lot of familiarity and success against the same offensive scheme against fellow coordinators that adapt the same style. So uh, big game for Baltimore defense ahead. 
uh, like the Ravens here at less than 10. Figured we have John, well, John with a follow-up there just because, uh, turn off, I don't, I don't know if you knew this. I'm, I had agreed. We did our little picks challenge yesterday, and I'd picked Baltimore and, t- and laid the points. So I'm completely with you. I think John's on that other side. Uh, might need a little bit more convincing. We'll see. This Packers team we know is the what, youngest roster since 74, youngest playoff roster since 74. So two-part question. H- how have they done this? Because I know it's, I mean, it's had to be more than just Jordan Love. And what will it all add up to uh, against San Francisco? I think that number is also at nine. At least I'm looking at it right now. Uh, they've done it by getting leads early in games. They've scored the first touchdown of games the last eight weeks. They've had a resurgent Aaron Jones, which has taken some pressure off of the offense if they've, if they've been able to run the football. And then they also got a Dallas team last week that got awfully tight with their head coach, Mike McCarthy. No doubt. But also Dan Quinn refused to change. And that was the big story that's being talked about this week is the Green Bay Packers – used heavy personnel. So that's two tight ends or more on the vast majority of their offensive snaps. And it produced a ton of big plays in the pass game. Dallas, for whatever reason, despite seeing the Packers do this, played with five or six defensive backs on more than 60% of snaps. And you don't defend heavy personnel with excess and extra defensive backs in the backfield. So Dan Quinn saw what was happening did not adjust, did not change, and it allowed the Packers to go up and down the field. Where that becomes a little bit problematic this week is they have to go on the road into San Francisco, the 49ers' top five at defending heavy personnel sets, and they do it because they have the best linebacker group in coverage. And so all of those easy looks for Green Bay, not going to be there this week. I think we see the end of the line for the Packers and Jordan Love. Big game last week, not so much this week. Uh, I like the Niners in this one, minus nine and a half. So I want to, I want to, I want to pick your brain, Adam, about something Please. sort of uh, psychologically as a better, and it, it is something that I that I do and that I feel, and I want to give you two examples of what I'm talking about. Last year, I latched on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, probably from about week 13 on, when they were consistently not really believed in by the market and they were consistently getting, you know, four plus points in every game they played. I think maybe with the exception of the Chargers game when I bet them and had probably the the craziest comeback victory I've ever had in my life. And I rode them all the way up until the end when I had them plus 10 against the Chiefs, which they uh they did cover. Like I just latched onto them and I couldn't you could not pry me off of them. And here I am a year later, and I'm almost in that same boat with the Green Bay Packers. I've been betting them week after week after week, um, and I've been rewarded for it. And, like, how how do I sort of, as a better, who I, I've, I've got this attachment to this Green Bay Packers team that's so hot, or, or whoever it may be, how do I sort of, how do I start to look at the, a game like this objectively? Because... On the one hand, I, I agree with everything you're saying, and they're going on the road, and it's a complete step-up in competition, and it's just going to be a different animal. On the other hand, like, uh, how much do we, how much credit and credence do we give to a hot hand? 
in the Green Bay Packers. They they undeniably have that, and this is a big spread. So as a better, how do you start? Because this is where the human element comes into play. How do you work through that when you've been riding a team that has been so hot against the spread? Well, it 100% comes down to price. I, I think that's the biggest factor always, but especially in the scenario you're, you're describing. What you're talking about is what we refer to internally as a play-on team, a team you want to play on because you think that they're undervalued by the market. And basically you try to get as many bets out of that team as you can as long as it is successful. But the big determining factor is always going to be when has the price come in too far? And and my counterpoint to that, and I don't want to pry you away because it's the division round. I mean, we're talking about four games exactly. that everybody's watching. There's no surprises. Um, this game, if we just looked at like aggregate power ratings from a whole bunch of different sources that set odds for games, and then we look at closing lines of games for the season that give you market ratings, everywhere that I look at this game, if it was not including last week, above 10 and a half. And the reason I point that out, not including last week is because obviously the 49ers did not play. So any upgrade that you're seeing with this, now that we've gone to the other side of 10 is based on what the Packers did against the Cowboys. And so you're now seeing a full adjustment in favor of the Packers, despite them going on the road to play in San Francisco against the one seat off of the bye with extra rest. And so it, right, like usually that's a pretty valuable spot to the number, and the fact that it's adjusted against that kind of starts to tell you it's like, hey, everybody's taking notice of the Packers and they're betting on it. So I'm not trying to talk you out of it. It's yeah. a division round. It's so the, the margins are so thin here when it comes to betting, yep. which is why it's so tough. But um, price is certainly something to consider. No doubt, we're talking to Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports. He's been joining us throughout. The NFL season, and if you've been listening uh, during his segments with us, then you have no doubt made money uh, as a result of that. Uh, Adam, Bucks lions opened Lions minus four and a half. Has this number gone out a little too far, in your opinion? I think so. I like Tampa Bay at six and a half. When I look at this from just like a very simplistic standpoint, what do the Bucks do well on defense? They get a lot of pressure. They blitz a ton, and they're really good stopping the run. What do the Lions want to do on offense? They want to run the football behind their offensive line. They want to keep Jared Goff in a clean pocket, and they want to take advantage of receivers over the middle behind the blitz. It's on paper as it matches up. Everything that Tampa Bay does well on defense is what Detroit wants to do and does well on offense. And to me, it's now a question of price. Again, the word six and a half. But what's maybe being missed in this and how can we look at this and and perhaps the one thing that's standing out to me is the Buccaneers dealt with defensive injuries for basically all of November and December now all of those guys are healthy and as much as you want to kind of criticize the Eagles not you specifically but anybody listening um, that's still a really good Eagles offensive line Uh, and and the offense may be broken and, and what have you but just the physicality of the Bucks up front in that playoff game on Monday to me was incredibly telling because this is a very good Lions offensive line. I think the Bucks can stay with them. And so if you take the ground game away for the Lions and you put some extra pressure on Goff, all of a sudden you're left with probably the worst unit on the field, the Detroit Lions defense, 
that you're betting on to win by a touchdown or more. Uh, to, to me, honestly, it just it feels like we're got gotten out to a price point here that's just a little bit too high for me. So uh, I like the Bucks as the dog in this one, getting six and a half. Oh, I do too. Um, and again, not not necessarily music to John's ears doesn't sound like. Um, we are one though, Adam. You and I right now. See if we are with this, the one we're all looking forward to most, or at least I certainly am. Chiefs at Bills. Um, John sent me the note. I think Patrick Mahomes, what, 2-0 and uh, against Allen in the playoffs. We know he's not been on the road in the playoffs. Bills here, the favorite, even banged up. Should they be? I think they should be the favorite. Uh, what I will say is now that this is flirting with three, I, I think that might be a little bit too much. This is a another one that just shows how tough it is to, to bet and find any winners in the playoffs. Um, but I would go Kansas City plus two and a half, and that's right around even money. Um, you could also find three minus 120 if you're looking. And, and this, to me, I'll go a completely different angle because everybody's going to talk about the Bills injuries mm-hmm. and how impactful they are, and I fully agree with that. If you're getting the majority of these guys missing, especially Douglas, especially Benford, especially Johnson, yeah. those guys are out. Uh, this number's going to shorten in favor of the Chiefs. Um, if they're in, this will go to three. Uh, but what I'll say that I, I think people need to watch for that's different that you might not hear elsewhere is prior to the Cincinnati game, which was the second-to-last game of the regular season for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. they had team meetings and they decided to change the offense. And the emphasis that they changed was on simplifying the play calls but also getting out of the huddle much quicker and playing much faster. And that was to allow Patrick Mahomes to have more time at the line of scrimmage to make changes he saw fit to stay more in the rhythm of the game. Against Cincinnati, they looked awesome. It was one of the best offensive games of the season. But they followed it up against Miami in that game that everybody's still talking about the weather and how terrible it was that offenses can't do anything. Kansas City had their best offensive game in more than three months. You have to go all the way back to the Chargers game. They put up more than 400 yards of offense in a game that they led. But what stood out most to me, they were snapping the ball on average 27 seconds per play, which is extremely quick and much quicker than their season average marks. And so it tells me that they're really pushing forward with these offensive changes. And so if you're watching this Buffalo game, you'll see the Chiefs break the huddle and get to the line of scrimmage often with like 15 seconds on the play clock. And if you have these bills, defensive injuries and guys switching in and out and different guys out there needing to step up like they had against Pittsburgh, I think that really bodes well for the chiefs offense and just how good it's looked the last two weeks. And so no questions about the chiefs defense, but you get a better offense here. That might be a little bit unaccounted for in this current price. So I like KC plus two and a half. Adam, there's, there's a way higher likelihood. This thing goes down to two, right? Than than a yes. full three yes. based on some of the practice reports. Uh, it's it's tough, especially so this week because the Bills had to play that weird Monday game, and so their whole practice schedule this week is all jumbled up, and so it's really hard to decipher. My guess right now is that Douglas will play. I think the Bills are going to manipulate the concussion protocol how they see fit to get Johnson out there. Yeah. If those two guys are announced in, I actually think it'll go to three. At wow. three, there's probably going to be bets on Kansas City. Um, yeah. But if there's a surprise where those guys don't, this will come down for sure. I think we'll see like KC plus two. 
just curious where we get you out of here. There could be some um, some some coaching announcements here very soon. Just f- f- uh, philosophically, um, Bill Belichick in 2024. Are you bullish on him if he whether he goes to Atlanta, whether you know maybe maybe Dallas does make the move with McCarthy and he goes to Dallas? Are you bullish about Belichick in 2024, or do you think? you know, as great as he is, that the game has has just changed a bit too much. I see no logical reason why a team prioritizing offense in 2024, building up a quarterback and a new scheme, would see value in hiring a 70-plus-year-old defensive-minded Bill Belichick who's shown absolutely nothing over the last four seasons. I think that would be a mistake. I think that would be a poor decision, even if paired right with the right offensive coordinator. And so... I know he has a lot of wins and he has a lot of history, but at some point you need to look at the reality of the situation. And, and I don't know what the upside would be from that. If it's a team trying to develop an offense and a young quarterback, like in Atlanta, for example, um, to me, that would be a, a poor decision, but, uh, a lot bigger factors at stake than opinions on offense with the politics that goes on behind the scenes. So, uh, curious to see where he goes for sure. And then, and then it seems like the Raiders are going to uh, hand the job over to Antonio Pierce. This is a mostly players-driven decision. Uh, it reads like to me with Mace, with Max Crosby saying that you know if uh, if it's not Antonio Pierce, I may ask for a trade. Uh, can you think off the top of your head a, a, a move like this that has worked that has been basically you know engineered by the players that has gone on to be successful at any level long term? Oh, I, I now I, I'm I'm getting old, and so my memory is getting a little bit foggy. But what was the Vrabel hiring decision like? Was that not kind of an uncertain hiring when it first happened in Tennessee? It was. It was. You know, because he had not had that head coaching experience. But I don't, was he the interim? I, I guess maybe he was. I guess that's. You know, I guess I, that's a good I, call. I out. can't remember off the top of my head how that went. Um, what I'll say about the Pierce stuff specifically is. I don't know what's going to happen with the Chargers, but they're probably going to sign a big-name head coach. I, I I find it difficult to believe that Antonio Pierce, who really did nothing to improve the offense down the stretch with a massive question at quarterback, is going to somehow navigate the seas of the AFC West and get through Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, Herbert and whoever settles there, and then Sean Payton and whatever that QB situation is going to look like in Denver. That, to me, seems like a guy that's very out of place, where like a guy like Rabel, who did have success, one of the funniest things that I've done in a while is I went and looked at AFC South quarterbacks over the last five or six seasons, Rabel had the luxury of not only getting Henry and Tannehill and everything clicking right, he played Gardner Minshew on two different teams at different points within the season, as well as Jake Luton and the likes. And so, like, everything kind of fell right for Rabel because of all the QB uncertainty and instability around him. That I don't think that same thing can happen for Pierce if he becomes the Raiders head coach in the West, as much as the players like him. At some point, you need an offense and a quarterback to compete in that division, unlike what a guy, defensive-minded former player in Vrabel, had success with. So to me, I, I, I find really tough parallels. But that's the one that comes to mind. I'm sure I'm missing someone else obvious, but um, I think that's a good local comparison too. Adam, man, great stuff as always. Appreciate Thank your you, time, Adam. man. Thank you. Absolutely. Enjoy the games this week, guys.
Yes, sir. Will do. He is Adam Turnoff from Right Angle oh, I Sports. Will. Uh, man, you you it seems like you are on the uh, on the right side of things this week, Jason. I'm. A, it's amazing uh, how aligned I am with Adam now after talking with him. What John over the last fifteen, sixteen weeks, however long it's been, I've, our minds have melded basically. Or really, I've just sort of I'm now on to his style, and That's I can right. I can spit out what he's going to spit out before he can before he does it. Because those were my picks. I like that. That's I mean, you must be amazingly be. jealous. That's not a good place for me to be. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, he's been picking winners all season. All season and so long. Now, right. even, even the ones that don't get officially released, right. you know? And using his brain, his approach, I was able to go 5-1 and one last week against the spread. Mm-hmm. We get him back right. on, and I find out I'm still aligned. I'm still in That's the right. mind meld. So I'm, That's right. I'm very excited about how this week... I guess I could put you away this weekend, huh? With a two-game you lead, you could. You could yeah. end it. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many games. Just be interested so. to see if I get the credit. You know, a respect yes, burger from you. Oh, you'll get the credit, but you got to get it done. I mean, week not, to week, baby. Not. I know. I know. I don't. Yep. You ain't got to tell me one week flash in the pan stories. You ain't got to tell me. I'm gonna show yeah. you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 